Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get down to business. Talk about the delistings yesterday. Uh, for those who have just listened to SENSA this morning for the first time, thanks to Tire Power, the big 40 final sale is now on. Port and the Crows, who will no longer be part of their setup in 2024. Yeah, okay, let's start with uh, Adelaide. Tyler Brown, Jackson Haightley. We know that Fisher Mackesy is no longer there. Andrew McPherson and Tariq Newchurch were told yesterday, and Paul Seedsman retired throughout the season. For Port Adelaide, Nathan Barkler, Riley Bonner, Trent Dumont, Tom Jonas and Bryn Teekle. So uh, Teekle, Dumont, Bonner and Barkler were all informed yesterday that they won't be, or their contracts won't be renewed next year. Okay, I need your analysis of them to start off with. Looking from a Port Adelaide perspective, I wasn't really surprised. Um, Teekle one was, was, he stood out a bit, but I think if they're bringing in Jordan Sweet, then mm. that kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, look, I, I think he became uh, a makeshift Ruckman as well. Um, and... And in the end, they clearly didn't really sort of see what they were hoping for. He started in a blaze of glory. His first game that he came in, he was the, was he mid-season draft? Tickle? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And he got injured in his first game. Broke a collarbone. Yeah. But the first half, he looked fantastic. But then never really recaptured that after that. So, mm. uh, and, and there was others preferred after that. Riley Bonner's probably the most high profile of all of those. 93 games. Played 11 games this year, but only one in the last... Eight, I think it is eight eight games. So, I think you'll probably find, <clears throat> excuse me, probably find a home somewhere else in the AFL system. I'm, once again, I would suspect the fact that he's been delisted last year. The you know there might have been that they might have looked around to see if anyone was interested mm. and they could get anything for Riley. And the fact that that didn't happen is probably why they've gone early now and. Just and delist him, thinking there's not much sort of trade value with that. But it's great, and well done to the club for giving Riley that certainty now, because now he's a delisted free agent. He can go anywhere, so he can just choose whatever club he wants to go and train with, or anyone that's interested. Doesn't have to be traded. Doesn't have to do anything. He can. He's just a delisted free agent. Okay, we'll get to the crows in a moment, but we've got um, a full board on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That means just our phones are about to blow up here in Studio Lumo. So um, we are asking who is in the Hotel Grand Chancellor lobby. Have a listen once again. There's moments of you know, opposition have momentum, and you know, their, their best brand is get the ball forward from clearance and then lock it in. Let's go to Tom in Mylands on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Who's your guest, Tom? Uh, I think it's Craig McRae. Oh my gosh. We thought it was supposed to be difficult, Tommy. I knew it was easy, Tommy. That's because you picked it, Mark Bickley. <laughs> that was easy. I was on 360 Oh, well, there you go, mate. Congratulations. Tell him about the prize, Bix. Well, you've got the uh, the Hotel Grand Chancellor prize, uh, the free extras package, thanks to uh, our friends at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Overnight accommodation, two people in a king or twin room, overnight parking for a car, of course, $50 food and beverage credit. It's valued in the hundreds of dollars, so uh, well played to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> no. 
That's a very good prize there. So we're going to do that each week as well, which is awesome. Go and check out the Hotel Grand Chancellor. All right, so what about the Crows? Any surprises there? Uh, not really. You know, Tyler Brown played in round one, and then um, that's the only game he played. The others in front of him. Jackson Hately played a couple of games, but just the his role was probably taken by uh, the skipper. You know, in 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 really, they they moved him into the middle. Jordan Dawson, uh, bigger body, uses the ball a bit better than Jackson Hately. So when Jackson Hately came in a couple of times because he's in great form in the Sandful. He got pushed out to the wing and he was playing on the wing and it's not really his go. He's a big bodied inside mid. Um, not doesn't have the speed potentially of other wingmen, doesn't have the, you know, elite ball use. So they were probably the things that made it hard for him. Andrew McPherson uh, just couldn't get his body right and, and Tariq Newchurch couldn't play consistent enough footy for long enough at the Sandful level to, to earn an opportunity. Okay, so can you talk us through this whole process? I'm fascinated by this. I know that we've got a lot of you know, keen footy fans listening who would like a bit of what happens internally when it comes to a player being delisted. So from my perspective, um, the game was on Saturday for Port Adelaide and the delistings were announced on Tuesday. Yep which means they knew that these players were probably going to go no matter what the result was. So now it was just time to, to clear it out and announce it. Yeah. How is the message delivered to the players? Well, the first thing to understand is that this isn't the first time they're hearing this. Like, There's constant communication uh, between player and coach, first of all. you know, like Tyler Brown played in round one, hasn't played a game since, and he's on a one-year contract. He, you, know, you wouldn't have to be Einstein to work out that you know, this is going to be really tough. He's a one in a million chance of staying on Adelaide's list, I would have thought. So so he would know that. The other thing that happens is, you know, halfway through the year, if uh, Jackson Haightley is out of contract, his manager is talking to the club and saying, hey, what's going on? You know, where, where's Jackson sit? Because they need to know and get clarity because if it's not going to be at Adelaide, that manager then is talking to other clubs and seeing if there's any interest out there with other clubs. So once again, that feeds back the club sort of saying, you know, right now he's he's going to battle to be on our list next year. We've got others, you know, Pedler and Rochelle and uh, maybe even Zach Taylor that we want to look at through the midfield. Dawson's gone in there. He's a bit bigger body and that's the role, you know, initially we had penciled in for Jackson. So all those conversations are happening. The manager feeds that back to the player, you know, that he already knows that anyway. So that's really just confirmation, a final confirmation for most of them. Riley Bonham might be slightly slightly different mm. because he played a bit more footy this year, uh, 11 games. As I said, his last game, I think, was round 17. He played one in for one, then straight back out again. So, you know, he might have been hoping um, that, that he might have been there. But once again, I, I think he would have seen the writing on the wall. And is there a, a handful of players that haven't been told yet because the club is waiting to see if they've got currency for trade? So they have to kind of sit in limbo. I'll use the example, correct me if I'm wrong, James Rowe yeah, was a really was, late delisting last year. I was going to use year. James Rowe as an example because it's often it's it's about list spots. And Travis Boak is in exactly the same position pretty much as what James Rowe was in where... Well, maybe slightly different. I, I think Adelaide felt you know, James Rowe might have played 18 games in his last year or something. You know, he was he was a regular player in their team, and and they, um, you know, they I, I think they wanted to keep him around the club, but just the way that the, the list spots were, they everyone else had been contracted, um, and there were other people that they wanted to bring in and different positions that they needed. As it turned out, list spots opened up 
late with the retirement of Fisher Mackesy and others. So it's a really delicate juggling act and it's a lot about timing and when you come out of contract and, and how many list spots are available and all those different types of things. What, How many people the club's bringing in, how many draft picks you have. So that whole scenario is fluid and particularly during trade week, things are happening all the time and what can be, you know, some players are told, one day, no, you're good, you're going to be mm. on the list. And then the very next day, oh, sorry, something come up and someone was offered and we did this deal, you're no longer on the list. So it's it's a very fluid place and it's I'm sure it's it's you know high anxiety and very nerve-wracking for those players that are sitting in the middle of that. I've got some more questions about this. We'll do in a couple of moments' time. We are here, thanks to Montaigne Group Fleet, seven massive brands. If you had any questions for Bix on D-listings or player movement, you can call us, one 736 736 Our text line, too, is there. If you're listening on the app, um, just press a button and you can text us directly. It is 20... Oh, I was going to say it's 22 minutes past seven, but it's not. I, I'm six minutes late. So <laughs> it's um, it's a quarter past seven. Um, it's my daughter's birthday today, and she's been awake since four in the morning. So there you go. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 21 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Bix, have a think about your most reliable. We'll get to that very soon. And if you've just turned on at SENSA, um, Beaumont Times has given away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. We're currently in the middle of talking about the delistings for the Adelaide Football Club and the Port Adelaide Football Club. Yesterday, four players gone from each side are, including, um, we should mention again, Matthew Wright, who is hanging up the boots. He's mm. been incredible in the AFL and then since coming back to the Sandville side since 2019, he's been brilliant. So what happens from here, Mark Bickley, once a, a player is told that they are delisted? I mean, I'm, I'm someone who likes to know the finer details of things. When does their last paycheck come through? When do they go to their locker and clean it out? Um, and then when does the AFLPA step in and go, hey, we want to assist in this transition process from yeah. your experience? Um it all depends on on the experience yourself. Like so, some guys see it coming; they they've made peace with it, um, and they'll go to that exit meeting know, knowing this is what it looks like, and then they'll probably take, you know, a big cardboard box and probably empty their locker out there and then. Generally, um, or and, and often, even if you're staying, I think sometimes the clubs say because once you leave that exit meeting, it's pretty much if you've had you you maybe do a medical. And then you go away and you're on your whatever the you know six to eight weeks break. You have to clean out all your locker and get all the junk out so that they can security pass handed back everything. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that gets done. Um, and then it's it's really depending on where what stage you're at. If you're um, if you still got aspirations to go anywhere else, then you know you you're seeing your manager and you're saying let's talk to other clubs. Is there any interest out there? Uh, potentially, if say three clubs in Melbourne might be interested, you start to think about, well, you know, there's a likelihood that I'm going to have to move to Melbourne for the preseason and, you know, and get myself organised there if I want to be a train-on player with one of those clubs. So you're looking to get some sort of um, <clears throat> opportunities in, in that regard. Then there's other players, like whether it's retiring or whether it's, you know what, Tyler Brown, this is his second club, so he might say, you know, this this probably saying that it's, you know, I'm... I'm it's not for me. Yeah, or I've got a 
move on to, you know, starting to get my life in order. He's 23 years of age. So his mates that finished up at school with him, they've got their uni degrees now. You know, they've been at uni for four years. They're out in the workforce. They're, you know, their life's on a path. Mm. He's probably been studying something, you know, or doing some type of work, but wouldn't be, you know, at the same level where those other guys are. So he's got a bit of catch up to do or, or he says, no. Nah, I'm, I'm not copping this. I want to be an AFL player. I'm going to get myself even fitter again. I'm going to go back to the VFL and I'm going to dominate that competition and see if at 24 someone else might give me a go. It all depends on what the mindset of that player is. And I think uh, the way that it impacts you, I just think of, um, you know, we spoke earlier in the year to Connor Rosie, who had a handful of his teammates living together and one of them was Sam Hayes. And we're not sure what's happening with Sam yeah. Hayes yet, but how challenging that would be when... Um, if you decide to still live together and the boys get up for pre-season in November and you're going, well, that's not me anymore. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of challenges that we don't see. And yes, the players are absolutely um, remunerated um, very well. And we'll yeah. find out with the CBA, I think tomorrow that that will go to another level yeah, exactly. of payment. We can break that down, but it still doesn't mean it's easier when you go through that transition of um, something that you work so hard for your whole life leading up to like Brown, your early twenties. And mm. they say, you've reached your limit all the best and then you go well i've been i've been thinking about this since i was 12 years old now yeah. it's gone there's no more opportunity yeah there, there is another side of it though there, for some players um and maybe we'll get the opportunity to talk to some they'll talk about relief you know mm. like you've been on edge for some of these players who have been in the side out of the side in the side out of the side there's this high anxiety for, you know so tyler brown's been in the system for 5 years now and there's this um, you know, nervousness about, am I going to get my contract renewed? What's my future look like? What, how, am I, how am I going? Am I in? Am I out? You know, that, that's in a state of high anxiety, maybe for five years. And so when that moment arrives, and, and probably, you know, he's been working through this and lots of players that have known from a little way out, they're slowly coming to terms with it. When it finally happens... And now you have to, you know, and there'll be some anxiety for a little while. But as you said, the AFL Players Association, they'll help you. They'll they'll talk to you about what's next. You know, are you organised? Can we help in any way? Once you get on that path, and we spoke to um, Connor, Connor McFadden yesterday yeah, yeah. from Brisbane. Yeah. And so four years on Brisbane's list, he comes down here, you know, probably gets himself organised, you know, employment-wise. And you can play footy and you can play footy for what you started for, which was enjoyment. And, and you know, there's not quite the pressure, the cutthroat. If I don't play well, mm. you know, there's a chance that my livelihood is going to be on the line. And so it opens up a whole lot of doors for people. And I've spoken to lots of players who have been delisted within a year or so who have said, oh, you know, life's great. I'm really so much more relaxed. You know, I've got a path set out and I'm now on another journey. And what they end up doing is they've learned so many great lessons through the AFL system about, you know, dedication and commitment and, you know, having a goal and working towards it and being diligent and all those different things. A lot of players get great lessons out of it, even though they weren't, you know, in their eyes, truly successful at footy. It does steer them on a course of success for other things in life.